Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 138. I am your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Welcome to another solo episode, just you and me, me and you. Um, Today, I'm going to tell you a story, a really important story um, that basically explains the connection from my life like 15, 16, 17 years ago to now with all of the social media things being in my life. Um, I hope that this story gives you hope, um, inspiration, some warm and fuzzy feelings. Um, Maybe you have been through something similar or maybe you are in the middle of something. And um, that's why I want to share it. So if you've been following me on social media for a while, especially if you've been paying attention, then you probably know several parts of this story already. But I want to dive in a little bit deeper so that, um, like I said, hopefully it's going to help somebody, you know, and it'll definitely make some things make sense for like for me, like when you think about me, <laughs> I think it'll help you understand me better. So, okay, let's rewind back to uh, my childhood. Uh, let's not talk all about that because that would take us all fucking week. All right. We don't have time for that shit right now. But what I am going to say about my childhood is that I've always loved to perform. So if you follow me on social media right now, you know I love to perform, obviously. It's been a thing my whole life. Ever since I was three and starting dance class in my small hometown of Lake Jackson, Texas, um, and all the way until now, I still love to perform. So as a kiddo, my goal was to – actually, you know what? Not as a kid. Not just as a kid. The, this goal carried on into adulthood. But it was to be a television star. Um, that, was the, that was number one, right? And not movie star, number one. Television star was choice number one, like the girls on Full House. Because if you know me, you know I love Full House. I was obsessed. And that's what I wanted to do, like those gals on – that show. And, you know, it set a cool example for me to show what was possible, really. And so I wanted to do that. And then, like, choice number two was to be um, a wildly successful Broadway actress. And then choice number three was movies. Um, Okay. So that was the whole goal and intention. I never imagined my life doing anything else. Like, just didn't even fucking cross my mind. Not even motherhood. Didn't even think about it. Um, So... I got to, and this all does connect to social media, so hold your horses. Stay with me here. So I I go through my childhood, teen years, um, even into early adulthood, into my very early 20s, um, always doing some sort of performing, but, you know, on a small scale. Like I'm from a smaller town, um, so I would just do whatever was available there. I was even in a couple of beauty pageants because you got to do what you got to do to get on stage, don't you? Uh, I mean, <laughs> so I haven't been on every kind of stage, but I've been on a lot of them. And um, 
And as I got into early adulthood, I thought, okay, so I haven't moved off to LA like I had planned. I have met this dude named Ryan who I was like into and thinking I love him and so love basically one at the time. Um, and I did, never moved to LA. So in my twenties, I decided I was going to go all in as much as I could, any chance I could get in here in the Houston area, um, to perform. So here in Houston, it's, I mean, especially, well, I don't think it's really changed that much actually since, since then. Um, but basically there's not a lot of huge opportunity like right here in Houston, like things filming here all the time, regularly things that would pay any sort of substantial amount of money, if anything at all. Um, so you got to do what you got to do. And so I would, um, I would participate in whatever I could, any sort of little audition I could get any sort of little like short film or being an extra in a bigger movie that was coming through town, like whatever the hell I could do, I would do it. I really got into theater even more when I got more into my 20s and when I was still just 24, not yet 25, I had been married for less than a year. I was on the way to the theater where I was performing in the musical Grease. I was in the ensemble, so I was essentially just like one of the dancers in the background. Um and no small roles, right? No small roles. If you're an actor, you know what I'm talking about. Um and I was on the way to the theater driving when I had my first panic attack. And I'll never forget that moment, which is interesting because my memory is like selective. Like my memory just blocks out shit that either doesn't matter or maybe it was traumatic from my childhood or something like that. But like I don't always remember. I'm not that person that remembers like every detail of a conversation, right? But I remember this moment and I was driving and I was on the phone with my friend Amy and I let her go. And I just, I don't know, it was like, if you've had a panic attack, um, you know that, you know, like it can feel like this warm rush. Like that's what it felt like from head to toe, just like this rush that went through me. And you suddenly just feel, or at the time, I, I couldn't even really describe it because it was brand new to me, but like I felt so fucking weird. That's basically it. It was just weird. I didn't know what was happening. I felt weird. I knew something was happening. I pull up to the theater and I turned the fuck around and drove right back home to the apartment that Ryan and I lived in at the time. And I did not go to the show that night, which is a huge no-no, by the way, typically in the world of theater. But thankfully, I was not a... Um, I was not one of the starring roles in the show. So like me being gone was just like the dancers had to just kind of scooch over a little. Like it wasn't, it didn't affect anybody's performance. Thank goodness. Um, and so I remember talking to, I think like my dad and my stepmom, and I think maybe she mentioned something about it possibly being like an anxiety attack or something. And that was the first time I'd ever really heard about this sort of thing. Like, I, I don't know. I guess I knew it existed, but fuck, I don't know. And so one thing leads to another. I I was able to go back the next day and do the performance the next day and so on and so forth. But I ended up going to a doctor um, pretty soon. And I did get on medication reluctantly because I am stubborn about these things. Like, I'm even stubborn about taking some Advil. Okay. So I just, I like to try to find a natural remedy first and I can be stubborn. All right. So 
but in this case, I mean, when you're experiencing panic attacks, especially when you're that young, I feel like, I mean, that's so young. I wasn't even 25 yet. I was just starting out married life. Like I didn't fucking know anything. And I think, um, I just needed to go to a doctor just to have somebody to tell me what the fuck to do basically. So anyway, so fast forward, this goes on for a while. Unfortunately, the medicine did not make the panic attacks completely stop. I don't know what the fuck is up with that, but uh, it did not. And so I still felt shitty. Um, and it was like, you know, like up and down, up and down, roller coaster ride kind of. But what's so funny is that, funny, not haha, but <laughs> interesting is that this is the exact time period that I did like the most theater in my life. Um, so I was performing on stages in front of audiences, sometimes feeling panicked. Like I actually remember a moment where I was in Still Magnolias, the play. I was playing Anel and um, it was really fun. If you are familiar with the movie, that would be Daryl Hannah's character. Um, she's a mess, Anel. She was so fun to play. And um, I remember starting to feel panicked on stage. We're in the middle of the show and I like my ears started ringing, which is something that can happen sometimes with anxiety and panic. And my ears started like ringing and I started to like, just like, you feel like you have, like, you feel like you have to do something. You literally, like, that's what they call it fight or flight. Like you feel like, I feel like I just need to fucking get up and run away. Like I, like I cannot just sit still and I'm in the middle of like delivering lines on stage and somehow, somehow I did it. It's really amazing what we can do. Let me just go ahead and throw in our first little inspiring message. It is really fucking amazing what us humans can do when we need to. You know what I mean? Like they talk about like the mom who's like lifting the weight of a car to get the thing off of her baby to save its life or, you know, like whatever, like these 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 interesting stories we hear. It's similar. Like when you're in a situation where like you need to pull yourself through and it's almost like an emergency type of feeling, whether it's a legit emergency or it's, or just a feeling you can do it. It's crazy. Um, so I would, I would go on stage every night and perform, even though for the most part, I felt like a fucking nervous wreck. I mean, I remember rehearsing for that show in this rehearsal room in the theater building and this, the flip-flops I was wearing were like leather like, um, I guess they were, I don't know if they're like real leather, but they were like kind of like soft, you know what I mean? Almost like suede, but they weren't suede, but it was like, so it wasn't like the shiny leather. So it could like soak in moisture. Right. So one of the things that happens with me with um, anxiety is like sweat on hands and feet. And so my feet would sweat so much cause I was feeling so anxious during rehearsal. Um, and not because of performing, just because I was having anxiety problems, you know? that the sw I sweat on my feet on the bottom so much that it like left an like a footprint on those leather uh, flip-flops. Like you could see like a dark outline of my feet, like if I took them off. I mean, nobody else could see that, you know, and I didn't tell anybody it was happening. But um, I was just like, I was a nervous wreck. But I continued on because I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm not going to not do it. I'm going to perform and I'm going to figure this out. So I still would do it. I, I unfortunately have one time where I had to back out of a show completely. 
because and we were still in rehearsals and again I was in a smaller role this time so thankfully it didn't impact the success of the show um but I had to back out because during the rehearsal process I was feeling so shitty just fucking anxious 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 just high levels of anxiety um like now I think back I'm like what the fuck was that medicine doing really now that I think about it what the hell I still felt like shit and so um that was sad to have to back out of a show just because I love it so much um and but now it's funny you know looking back I got smaller roles for those shows and now it makes sense why wow I've never even thought about that before because I never I never had to miss anything for a show that I had a bigger role in. Wow. Huh. We're having this realization together. So so even though I kept pushing forward and doing shows and stuff, it I, I didn't feel good for all those years. I mean, it was years of up and down. I would have times where I felt better and times where I felt really shitty. And it was just this crazy roller coaster ride I was on. And I honestly got really discouraged. I was like, if you can't perform in a play in a in a small theater you know this is not like something holding a thousand people it's a smaller theater it's like a couple hundred people or something in the audience if you can't do that without being an anxious wreck how in the fuck are you gonna perform for millions of people like what you've always dreamt of doing I just started to get really discouraged I was like this this isn't this isn't working this doesn't feel good. I don't feel good. And so the next phase of life was, I, you know, I still performed and, and did my best, right? But next phase of life was was kiddos. So um, you can probably hear I'm starting to smile because they make me smile. Um, so I had my son Rowdy whenever I was still 30, but I was pushing 31. Um and that's whenever he was born. And just three years later is whenever my daughter Romy was born. So that time of life from 30 to like late, late 30s was about raising babies. You know, if you know, you know. And um, it's those years, those young years of really like they're helpless. Like you literally having to fucking do everything for them. I mean, what is Ryan and I always joke, like they're so needy. Why do these kids need shit all the time? It's a joke. Um, and so it was those years. And so I, my, my performing put, got put way back on the back, back, back burner. And I focused on mom stuff. Um, I was still showing up on social media on personal accounts because I enjoyed it and it was convenient. So why not? This is like way back in 2010 through 2017, right? Um, So I guess I was kind of performing because I was showing up on social media. So thank goodness for that. Um, But I was really focusing on the mom stuff. I was still working part-time in the family business, which is owned by my dad, still owned – by my dad, run by my dad and my big brother, Zach, to this day, actually. Um, I was still doing a good bit of work for that, like part-time and then doing mom stuff. And so this dream of performing for millions of people was really, really fading um, in for when you would look at, when I would look at it in a realistic way, you know, um, 
it may sound pessimistic, but I felt I was being realistic. And I thought, eh, not sure that's going to happen, girl. You're getting into your late 30s and, uh, <laughs> hmm, not so sure. But, you know, I still kept the dream alive. It's just like something in me was like, you're supposed to be in front of a shitload of people and make them smile and make them think and make them feel all of the, the things that a performer wants to do for their audience. And even though I felt discouraged through all the the anxiety and the panic for all the, the years, and then, of course, having the kiddos and that being way more important at the time and getting prioritized at the time over my dreams of, of performing for people, I still had this glimmer of hope back there. It's like, it's like there's always this little per- this little cute like angel on my shoulder that's like, but there's still a chance, Brittany. There might still be a chance. And I would listen to it from time to time. So fast forward us to um I, you know, I started, I started Fun Love Media. I shared, well, I started doing freelance work in social media in like 20, 2016, 2017. It's been a little while. Um, just take, just doing stuff here and there for business owner friends that wanted help with their social media because they knew I love social media. So cool. Okay. So I'm, I'm doing that stuff here and there. And I'm like, you're going to pay me to post shit on social media. This is amazing. Like, <laughs> easy is what I was thinking at the time. Now, now as a full-on social media professional, I can say I was wrong about it being totally easy. Like back then I had like two tiny clients that like had to do very minimal stuff for. So of course it was easy. Um, I had a good attitude about it. I was getting paid to do something that I, that I felt like was pretty fun um, as, as a freelancer. And uh, then I then it seemed like it was going to stick around, so I decided, okay, well, I need to form an actual little company, and so I did. I named it Fun Love Media, and it's just because I like the words fun and love. There is no deeper meaning than that. And um, and uh, I started doing a little, little bit more work. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about Small Biz Social Society. I created this mastermind membership back in 2020 because I wanted to help as many ambitious entrepreneurs as possible shine on social media. This amazing community is going strong and is filled with smart, creative, and fun members that are all rising up together. Small Biz Social Society members get access to a huge catalog of social media, online marketing, and business education led by guest experts and yours truly. And we add new classes and resources every single month. A member favorite is definitely our monthly power hour chat where members join me in a live Zoom call to have a business powwow. It's so fun. And the support is priceless. This membership is your one-stop shop, your main resource for online marketing and business guidance. And at just $18 per month, it's a steal. You don't have to do this alone. We're ready to welcome you with open arms. For more information, head to smallbizsocialsociety.com. We got to late 2019 and that's whenever I first posted on TikTok. It was like the fall, I think, of 2019. And I was like hearing about this app where 
like grown ass fucking people were dancing at the grocery store and filming it and posting it and people liked it and it was totally acceptable. And I was like, I want in on this shit. This is fucking amazing. At the time, I was 39 and I just could not. I just couldn't even believe this. Because like that's always – somebody like me, that's a dream is like life is a musical. So like (coughs) – excuse me. Like you could be anywhere. Like just like if you're in a musical, right? Like you're you're at the grocery store and you're going down the aisle and you're getting your stuff and then you get some sort of a feeling and then you start to sing a song and you dance down the aisle and then other people join in because of course they fucking know the choreography already just magically somehow and like life is a musical. So in my opinion, when I looked at TikTok, like that's kind of like the feeling I got. People were just unapologetically – doing whatever the fuck they want to just perform in any random place and just have fun. I was, it was fantastic. So I started to participate and I could not believe that this was a thing. And I, you know, by then I'd been doing social media work for a while. I was just starting this podcast. Actually, I started this podcast in fall of 2019. Fall of 2019 was a big, a big time. Um, And I was just getting deeper and deeper into my work, into being in the world of social media, being a creator that was actually doing more authentic stuff. Because before that, I was just trying shit out. It was like, okay, I got a blog. Let's blog. Because I I mean, I'm a good writer, so why not? Fuck it. Let's blog. So I blogged. (laughs) I did travel blogging. I did mom blogging. I did vlogging where I would actually film like all of our vacations all the time and then do it on YouTube. I I had side hustles when my babies were like baby babies, you know, like makeup or skincare and blah, blah, blah. Just I was just always dabbling and doing something and learning about how social media worked and how to market myself and market things on social media. And then, you know, one thing leads to another and it's my profession. But so that time on TikTok – started to, well, basically things started to semi-explode on there. I got that my Peloton treadmill delivered um, in January of 2020. Coincidentally, I don't think so. I think it was fate that I got that sucker delivered right before the pandemic uh, quote unquote started. Sounds weird to say the pandemic start. You know what I mean though. March of 2020 is really whenever like shit hit the fan over here in the US. And, um, but I got, I'd already had my Peloton bike for a year. So I'd actually done a couple of like bike dancing videos on TikTok. And now when I look back at them, I'm like, oh girl, (laughs) they're not great, but we're just going to leave them there so that we can appreciate where we came from. Okay. And, and how far we've, we've come. Um, but I got the Peloton treadmill delivered in January, 2020. And, um, like I said, I really, like, I know now that it was fate. Um, and it's a fantastic treadmill and no, they don't pay me. And yes, Peloton call me. And I felt, I thought, you know, this feels so good under my feet. Like the way the little slats are, they're like rubberized and it feels so sturdy. It's like a really strong machine. I'm a big, tall person. I am five foot 10. I am not tiny. And I thought, man, you can really fucking dance on this thing. 
Like it just for some reason, I don't know. I just, it sounded like a good idea. Anybody that likes to dance, if you've been on a treadmill or out for a walk or a run, you have had moments, right? Where you kind of bopped along, you did a little dance move, a little something, something. And you know, you had, you were having fun, right? Well, I'd always done that sort of thing, but I'd never done full on fucking choreography on a treadmill, right? So I thought, let's try it. Let's just try it. There's all these TikTok dances that I've been doing on the floor. Maybe I can do them on the treadmill. And so I set up the camera or the phone, the camera phone, and I filmed myself. And I did it again and I did it again and again and again and again and again and again. And one thing leads to another and I have um, a video go viral and then I start getting like much higher views and my following uh grew and all this. And this is somebody I have been on social media for years. I've been on social media since fucking MySpace. Okay. I've loved, I've had a long love affair with social media because I thought this is a stage. This is amazing. And so to have been active, not strategically, but just active on social media at this point for, gosh, fucking 15 years or something, a long time, to finally be creating content that was so authentic to me and what I wanted, what I, what I wanted people to see of me. I wanted to show that I could do these things. I wanted to show that I could perform, that I could dance, that I could act, that I could help someone smile or even cry if they needed to or feel something or think about something and I could help that happen. I mean, what the hell? You know, it's a dream. And to think that like after all those years of like not anything too exciting happening on social media. Like, I mean, I was excited to be on it, but I'm just saying I don't I didn't get like a whole lot of attention um, for this to be happening. And here I was pushing 40 and I thought, this is fucking wild, man. And, you know, that led to more TikTok videos and more views and more followers and and more more business and more credibility in my business because then not only was I doing good work for clients, but I was doing good work for myself. I was showing up and being real and being me and entertaining people and putting good things out into the world. Like it was just all good. It's just a good, good, good vibe overall. And then that led to Instagram bringing out Instagram Reels in 2021. No. 2020. I'm sorry, getting the years mixed up. In late 2020 or late-ish 2020, um, Reels came out. And of course, I jumped on that and started posting there as well and have posted on both ever since. Okay. So that's that's the timeline. But let me just tell you that now, as of June, what is today? This is coming out. This is coming out on June 13th, 2022. I am a 41-year-old woman. I will be 42 in September. I have now have well over 15 million views on my videos on social media. And I have accomplished that goal of performing for millions of people that I had when I was a kid. And who's kidding that I had all the way through adulthood? I mean... It's absolutely fucking mind-blowing to me to think that I literally, and this is, this is a good lesson, okay? Listen, I, 
I had a plan. And I kind of laugh at myself now because it's so funny how we make plans, isn't it? I had a plan and I had a vision for my life. I thought, I thought it was a vision. And I thought I'm going to be on television. I'm going to be on Broadway. I'm going to be and do this traditional performer thing. Millions and millions of people are going to watch me and know who I am. And I'm going to serve those people in a way of being able to, like I said, you know, make them smile, cry, think, feel, all the things that you want to do with an audience. That was like my contribution to like, that's what I have to do. So you can imagine that. And maybe you've felt this before when you have a plan and shit doesn't go the way you plan, like big time, like not even fucking close. I mean, I, I never even moved to LA. I never moved to New York and I just did what I could here in Texas. And to, and I thought it's just not going to happen. Really? Why would I have that desire so deep and so strong for it to just not happen? That just seems really fucked up. That doesn't seem right to me. So I don't know if you can relate. If you've had a plan, a really big one, I don't mean like a little plan, like it's your brunch plans for fucking, you know, this weekend. I mean like a big life plan. And it could be something even more substantial than a career plan. It could be a family plan. And then, and then, excuse me, and then it not go the way you wanted, yet you still have that desire somewhere down inside of you burning for it. But it's not happening that way. Don't you think like, what the fuck is up with this? And that's the way I felt for years. And to think that this is the way it's turning out. Granted, I don't know what's going to happen after this, this being right now, this time that we're in together right now. But hopefully it's even more, you know, excitement and and good things. That's what I always pray for. But like, it just blows my mind that this is the way that things are panning out. And so not only... Not only did I, like I said, not make these life choices to move to, you know, like these other locations to try to pursue these careers, because, you know, certain careers are better in certain locations, I guess. But I also had the, all the panic attacks and all the anxiety attacks and all the anxiety and all of the, like, all those things that made it hard on me to perform live. I still fucking did it, but it made it harder. A lot harder. I can't imagine what that would have felt like had I not been battling anxiety that time, all that time. Wow. But I was. So it is what it is. And so going through that, that also discouraged me. So I thought, man, you're just not cut out, I guess, to be in front of a whole lot of people live because if you have an anxiety attack in front of all those people, you're going to run the fucking show is what I would tell myself. And to think that All of these things, has this happened to you? All these things have contributed to, like literally contributed to how things are now. I didn't make those life choices and leave Texas. I did choose to get married. 
you know, I, I did experience all of those hard years of all of those dark, dark moments of panic and anxiety and wonder why in the fuck that shit was happening to me. It's a happy person. I was like, this doesn't happen to people like me. What? (laughs) So naive. Just thinking back on all that, I just think that happened because it needed to happen, unfortunately, for the really difficult things, right? We don't really like want them to happen, but I can now see why. And then getting into social media and loving it the way I did for all of those years and starting to make it my work and then deciding that time, just deciding that I would go ahead and I would get on TikTok and I would join the fun and I would dance. And then getting that treadmill delivered to my house in January of 2020. And then setting up that camera pointed at me on that treadmill, dancing. And then doing it again and again and again. And it all leads to now. And when you see me posting on social media about my love for social media, you now know why I say that. Because it's not just because it's my business and I'm trying to sell some shit. It literally, social media has literally been a vehicle that has has helped deliver me to my destiny, to my purpose, to the things that I always wanted to do. I just was so narrow-minded about how they were going to happen. My life wouldn't even be what it is, like almost at all, without social media. So now you can fucking understand. (sighs) Makes me so emotional. You can understand why whenever I say, if you hate social media, you're doing it wrong. Now Now you can understand. Because it's literally helping me fulfill my own dreams. And here, let me talk to you about fulfilling your own dreams. It's not selfish. It's what you're supposed to do. I'm doing the things, some of the things, I hope there's even more. I want more, more, more. I want to do as many things as I can for this earth. But that's what it's helping me do. It's literally helped me perform for millions of people, although I thought it was going to be like the girls on Full House. I did not think it was going to be on exercise equipment on social media, but you know, it is what it is. Um, It's actually helping me do the things I wanted to do my entire life and that I knew was part of my purpose on this earth. I weed out the bullshit. I don't follow shit that pisses me off. I don't even like to to glance at things that make me feel negatively on social media. I am not involved in that. That is not a part of my experience. What is my experience is using it, like I said, as a vehicle 
to deliver me to my purpose, to the people that need help from me, to these relationships that I've built over the years with people that are so incredible, some people that matter more than anything in the world to me that I've met through social media, and to build a business that I'm proud of that's doing good work for for business owners and that my children are, are literally being fed because of it. It's absolutely amazing. And knowing that I have this option, this option to use technology in the comfort of my own home. So, hey, if I'm not feeling too hot, because unfortunately I'm not 100% free of anxiety all these years later, I'm very good at handling it now. But, you know, it's still a bitch sometimes. But, I, social media means you work it out the way you want to work it out. You work it out the way it's convenient for you, right? I make, whenever I'm feeling good and I'm feeling creative and I'm in that groove, I, I will set up my shit and I can make 15 videos right then because then there might come a day where I don't feel good and I don't have to film that day because I already did it. So it, it, it just it just gives you all of the this freedom, this flexibility, these opportunities to deliver your message to other people, to build that business that you want to build, to inspire those people you want to inspire, to entertain all the folks that you've always wanted to entertain, to educate on something that's truly important to you. Whatever it is you're doing, you can let social media amplify it and let it be that vehicle that delivers you to your purpose in this life. I know that might sound deep, but I'm serious. (laughs) I hope that hearing this has been helpful to you. I believe so deeply in the good things we can do with social media. No matter, no, even though even though we all know there's people out there trying to fuck that shit up for us, right? There's all kinds of weird shit going on out there in the world, social media and beyond. But those of us, you and me, us, the people that want to do good in the world, that want to put good things out in their social media content, we can't let the negativity win. It can't win. We must prevail. So show up. Share your message. Build your business. Make that money, honey. Inspire. Entertain. Educate. Post the fucking video. It can totally change your life. And the better your life is, the more good you can do for others. And it has a ripple effect. And what's better than that? What's better than putting good out into the world? Thank you so much for listening to this. Um, This is just like therapy for me to even talk to you about this. And um, I would love to hear from you about it. This is a show, this is a podcast. I can't, there's not a two-way conversation right here when I'm on the mic, but I want to hear from you. 
I would love for you to message me. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on TikTok. I'm on all the things. Look me up, Brittany Crossan. Um, and send me a message and tell me how you liked this. Um, please share it if you would. If you feel inspired or you want to spread a good message to somebody, please share this episode. Share it privately. Share it publicly on social media. Tag me. Do all the things. I want to hear from you. It really matters to me what you think. And it really matters to me that if this helped you, that you let me know. Okay? All right. Thanks for listening. Episode 138, Social Sunshine Podcast. I will... Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye. <laughs>